A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite quotes. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Every single thing that you want in life, everything that you want to accomplish, everything that you want to have, everything that you want to be lies on the other side of fear. And for much of my life, I've allowed fear to control my thoughts, actions, and decisions. Uh, As a perfect example, for this podcast, I was petrified when we first began. And I put it off for months. I didn't want to record the first episode. And then when we finally recorded the first episode, it was super awkward, super uncomfortable. And I just felt like it was really pretty terrible. <laughs> but we ended That's up because it was. <laughs> yeah. But but we ended up publishing it. And and um and that has kind of birthed this real interest in podcasting. Like I've fallen in love with podcasting and I still get nervous to record them. But I have gotten over the fear of like putting myself out there and, and recording episodes. Um, but my fear of starting this podcast really pales in comparison to another fear that I have, which is my fear of heights. And I'd say that I probably have kind of a pretty irrational fear of like falling to my death. <laughs> like that like really freaks me out. And I guess I guess like falling to your death is a pretty rational fear, but I mean irrational in the sense that I can't like even watch people get close to the edge of a building or or a cliff or something like that. And honestly, I don't really know where that fear came from. Like I don't have any childhood traumas that involved heights or falling. I think a lot of people but have that fear. I, like I think fear so too. Of like but edges and and falling and cliffs and stuff like that. Yeah, just I think thinking so. about, it, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to step near any of them. Yeah, I think. I think that is like rational. I think lots of people have that, but like even growing up, we used to climb trees all the time and I had no problem doing that. Uh, that's because we kids didn't know. <laughs> they were yeah, like, Oh, I'm so. invincible. <laughs> yeah. There was uh there was actually this one tree in our front yard. It was like what was it, probably thirty feet tall or something. Was that the one right next to the driveway? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It we was climb that it was the, all the time. perfect climbing tree because the branches started at like four feet. And you had to jump up there and you put your foot into like a little nook. And then you could, like, you could just scale the thing so yeah. quick. Um, but I remember getting to the really top and the tree would sway back. I know, far. right? <laughs> and yeah, like you... looking back on it now, it's like that thing could have just easily snapped and we could have just yeah. fallen to our death. <laughs> right. It was literally like 30 feet tall. Yeah. So you're swaying up at this <laughs> top of the tree. Yeah. So anyways. Our like, mom did not know. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she might have, but. Um, she couldn't stop us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like we would climb trees all the time. We would climb up things and I didn't really have like a fear of heights at that point, but somewhere along the way, like I've been, I've become pretty afraid of heights. So one of the last things that I ever expected to do in life was go skydiving. And that's just not something I had any interest at all in doing. But, uh, a few weeks ago, our stepmom really wanted to go skydiving for her birthday. So our dad was organizing a skydiving trip. 
And of course, Anders immediately said, yes, let's do it. And I well, the promptly thing, the, said like, no, I'm not doing that. Well, the thing is just like two weeks before that was even a thought, I went skydiving. So like this, this would have been my third time skydiving. And it's like, I know how amazing it is. Yeah. And so everyone's like hyped up. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, let's do it again. And um, I think. I thought you were a pretty like solid yes in the beginning, but then you started having the the nerves kick in. <laughs> no, I was a solid no, and then I became a yes, and then I became a no, <laughs> and then I did it. <laughs> but anyways, like I um like honors immediately said yes, I said no, and then like a week later, my dad somehow convinced me on a phone call to sign up and and actually do this. I was actually with dad when you had that conversation. Uh, just because I drove to his, you don't know this, <laughs> but I, I I drove to his house and um, he was just on the phone with you, so I was quiet. And when he got off, he was just like, Leif was trying back out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> but anyways, he, like, he was he said that the excuse was I need to do work. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so that's when you know it's fear. <laughs> so yeah, like he said, oh, you can back out at any point. So I was like having major second thoughts, and I very nearly backed out, kind of at that point. Uh, but I decided to to just show up and kind of see what it was all about. So I ended up sleeping uh, really poorly the night before. Um, which might have had something to do with like nightmares of falling to my death in a few hours. But I ended up getting out of bed and we, uh, it was like an hour and a half drive. We headed to the little airport that they have for the skydiving place. And I think probably the scariest part of the whole thing was watching that video that you had to watch before jumping. They had like this five minute pre-jump video that really covered like all the legal ramifications of the whole skydiving thing. Uh, the whole event that we were about to do. It was filmed in like the 1970s. <clears throat> it was like a ridiculous film. <laughs> and all it talked about was death. The possibility of dying. This is your fault if yeah, you die. <laughs> that's, that's basically all he said. Just, just know you could die. <laughs> and, uh, and like I was just sitting there super nervous, like all the colors draining on my face. And I look over at our stepmom and she is literally bouncing up and down on her chair just like super pumped and like filled with excitement she looked like a little girl <laughs> and uh of course you and dad were just kind of laughing oh the whole it was time. hilarious it was but, like the dumbest video ever <laughs> yeah well i thought it was pretty scary you guys had already been so i guess that makes it a little different but also um the you had to sign this insane contract before you actually jumped and one thing on the contract is you have to note any distinguishing characteristics or marks on your body, uh, presumably to identify like your splattered remains. Yes. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but that, that was a little off-putting. And I'm also no legal expert, but there was this one line in the contract that protected them from, quote, gross negligence on behalf of the company and its staff. And I don't know exactly what that means, but the way the contract was written, it felt like they could just push you out of the plane without, without a parachute and, <laughs> and it would be your fault, like a hundred percent. So that was, uh, that was pretty petrifying. And kind of the whole time leading up to actually getting on the plane, I was super nervous. And, um, and when it got worse, actually, when I was paired up with my instructor, whose nickname was pancake 
And that's I, not that's not a joke, guys. I kind of Wait, so I thought they were joking when they first said it. They were like, "Yeah, your dude's name is Pancake." I'm like, "Oh, that's a funny joke." And then he came up and he was like, "I'm Pancake." <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally stitched on his shirt. It says Pancake. I thought it was a joke too, and I'm like, "What?" So I, my instructor's Pancake on my first like outing to go to go skydiving. I'm already freaked out. Um, but he just, he was just kind of smiling, like nodding his head. He was like this super chill, like surfer the, dude vibes. The, the instructors are like the coolest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. They're just like, they, you know that they're just enjoying life. Yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up getting on the plane and, and going up and it was, the whole experience was uh, a little frightening. I was actually the last person onto the plane with pancake and I didn't Last person really on is always the first person off. And you know what? I didn't really like fully think that through or I might have tried to actually get to the front of the line when we were boarding the plane. But yeah, I was sitting next to the door we were going to jump out for the entire time heading up. And I had this um, that I paid for a video guy to like shoot the shoot the thing. And he kept opening the door, kind of like looking out and he looked up at me. He would just like smile and like put up like he put up like a, a thumbs up sign and I was just like, ha, ha, yeah, it's so I fun. Lo- <laughs> I was, I was like, I was right behind life and I have never seen his face that pale before. <laughs> I, yeah, it was, he, I, he looked like he was pooping his pants. <laughs> I, I could literally like, as, as the plane was going up, I started shaking and for like every thousand feet we gain in elevation, I would shake some more. <laughs> And it was, it was really just like a, a crazy thing. But anyways, when, when that door opened, when, when the, the, the camera dude was like smile, no, you're yeah. just like, your smile was so fake. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were in pain. Yeah, I was. And yeah. then you were sucked out. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was terrible. So yeah, the camera guy like kind of hangs out on the side of the plane and he's, he's just looking at me and he does like kind of this flip off the back of the plane and then right away we uh pancake just pushes me out yeah (laughs) um and i don't think it's really i don't think it's possible to adequately describe the feeling of standing in an open airplane doorway at thirteen thousand feet like it's just something you have to experience yeah it's not something you can really describe and i also wasn't prepared for the feeling of free fall it's it's really a crazy feeling like we've done i went indoor skydiving which sounds crazy yeah. it sounds weird <laughs> i didn't, I didn't do it like, just because i knew it wouldn't be the same yeah <laughs> and so i thought maybe i was prepared for the feeling of like free fall no yeah not, not at all so it, the the thing that surprised me the most was how the wind just like screeches in your ears as you're dropping it yeah, 120 course. miles an hour. Yeah, you're going fast. Right. <laughs> and yeah, you just can't control your face or like anything. So it was really weird. But anyways, the only thing that I was thinking about as we're doing a free fall, the free fall was like 50 seconds. The only thing that I was thinking about was whether the parachute was going to open or not when, uh, when Pancake pulled the cord. So once the parachute opened, I had... And I had kind of like a minute to process what had just happened. And we were just kind of like floating around. I'm just, uh, I kind of experienced this intense state of euphoria. Yeah. You're just like, you feel alive. Yeah. Just like floating a mile above the ground, like, and just feeling like anything in life is possible. Yeah. And it was really a, a, 
a seriously life-changing experience. And as absolutely insane as it sounds, even to me as I'm saying this, I would totally do it again. And I'm still not super fond of heights, but for the whole height thing, I've now seen the other side of that fear. And it doesn't have nearly as much power over me as it did before I jumped. So that's what it means to to really kind of ex, to face fear and triumph over it. So that was your third time. Did you feel any fear when you were going through it or not? You all you always get the feeling at that door, right? You yeah. always get like that that's so the um, I don't know that pancake does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he looked super chill. Yeah, he probably doesn't. I actually uh, asked him at the at the bottom when we landed. I said, "So how many dump how many jumps have you done?" And he said, "Oh, over twenty three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. So I don't think he feels that maybe anymore. No, but. totally not. But like, I I still have I still I would classify it as a fear as like going up and like jumping out of a perfectly good plane and just like free falling at one hundred twenty miles an hour and saying like, yeah, my parachute might open, it might not. Like, cool. It's like having that thought when you're about to leave the plane is like it's." <laughs> Of course, it's fear, like you fear it to a degree. Um, but the cool thing, I think, um, and you, we might be talking about this later, but I'm just going to bring it up right now. The thing about fear is it's not a bad thing. You know, fear can be a good thing. Um, but it's the, the when you hesitate, uh, hesitate, that's where fear can be a bad thing. And so, like, the instructors, the cool part about it, like you were talking about pancake, is you get to the door and you have like this millisecond where you're just like, oh, let me just ask for like 30 seconds to prepare for this <laughs> thing. But you don't have you 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 cannot even have an opportunity to say anything because you're already out the door. So it's like they they help you overcome that fear and make you not stall at all or hesitate at all. And and then when you're in the air, you're just like, you know what? I'm here. Let me enjoy it. And whatever happens, happens types of thing. And more often than not, amazing things come from it. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, if we had to jump on my time, like, oh. the plane would have run out of gas before I jumped. <laughs> we would be over in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, I would not have done it. So yeah, it's really helpful to kind of have that push. But that's, um, that's really kind of the power of facing your fears and overcoming it because there's just so much that you can gain from that experience and really see kind of that other side of fear. And I've got another recent example of taking action in spite of fear. So we had a call with a business coach of ours a little over a week ago. And right off the bat, he just started giving me some tough love. He started kind of laying into me a little bit. And I was basically, I was worried about spending more money to grow our business. And he said something during our conversation that really stuck with me. He said, at every point in my business's growth, I've been scared too, but I've always pushed forward in spite of that fear because at the end of the day, I'm more scared of losing opportunities than I am of losing some money. And that hit me really hard. That was exactly what I needed to hear. And of course, he was totally right. And I ended up from that conversation pulling the trigger on a few things that I've really kind of been dragging my feet with. And just in the last week, we've hired two new team members and Soon we're to be three. investing a lot into our growth to help more people. And um, and we're already starting to see the results 
from that, from moving past the fear. And yeah. of course, it's no surprise, but in the moment when you're considering all the potential things that could go wrong or all the things that might not work out, it's difficult to see the other side of fear. It's difficult to understand that, yes, this, even though this is a scary thing, like you have to push forward in spite of that fear. And ultimately, when you see the other side of fear, that's when you're going to really have a breakthrough. So I just want you to think about what are you afraid of? Maybe it's telling that guy or girl that you have feelings for them. Maybe it's reaching for that dream job. Maybe it's starting that side business that you've been talking about for the last few years. Maybe it's finally committing to a consistent workout routine and uh, eating the foods that you should be eating. Uh, I've been afraid of doing all of those things at one point or another in my life, but I'm always working hard to push past that fear because everything that I want is on the other side of fear. And if I look back over my life, it's easy to understand. It's easy to realize that I've never truly achieved anything that meant something to me without first confronting my fears. So I really don't want to allow fear to let me live a small, safe, and comfortable life. And you don't want to allow fear to let you live a safe or small, comfortable life. So if you always allow yourself to be overcome by fear, then you're going to get to your deathbed and look back over your life with regret. And the last thing that I want to be doing is lying on my deathbed full of regret, wondering what if. What if I had asked out that girl? What if I had reached for that dream job? What if I had started that business? What if I had taken my health and fitness seriously? What if I had moved to that new city to pursue new opportunities when I was afraid of doing so? Wouldn't you rather look back on your life and say, wow, I can't believe I did that instead of saying, I wish I had done that? I know I would. I know I would rather look back over my life and just be inspired by all the things that I went out and accomplished in spite of fear instead of living a small life inside my comfort zone and never really kind of testing the limits of my fear. So here's the bottom line. The life of your dreams exists beyond your comfort zone. It requires that you face fear, that you take risks, that you put yourself out there. So what fears do you need to face to live a more fulfilling life? Don't end up on your deathbed wishing that you could go back and face your fears to live a more authentic, exciting, and fulfilling life. So peace, love, and gains, fam. We're going to catch you on the next episode. Take care. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.